Welcome to The Platform. My name's Chad Balthrop, and I'm your host, and every day, Monday through Friday, we're doing our devotionals together. We've been in the book of 1 Thessalonians. I thought it was appropriate for this moment because the theme of this book is to stay on target. In the middle of difficult times, in the middle of troubles and trials, when we're facing circumstances that maybe we don't understand, that we don't like, that, that we've never faced before, there is a way in our faith for us to stay on target. And Paul, in his letter to the to the church at Thessalonica, he addresses some of those things. Today, we begin 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to read 11 verses, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Here's what it says. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety... Then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober." putting on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet the hope of salvation for God did not appoint us to wrath but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us that whether we wake or sleep we should live together with him. Therefore comfort each other and edify one another just as you also are doing. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And just as a reminder, we're doing these devotions together the same way every day because we hope you get in the habit of, of spending unhurried time in God's Word on your own every day. Read a little bit of Scripture, make some observations about it, and then pray that Scripture back to your Heavenly Father. And in today's passage... It's really connected with what we read in chapter 4, that we don't grieve like those who have no hope, that there is this time when Jesus Christ is coming again. We're not sure exactly when that's going to happen, and there are debates just from uh, the, the, the perspective of eschatology of when exactly that will happen. Those are worthy debates. It's worth studying. It's worth discussing with other people. But in this moment, this is a devotional time for us, and so we're trying to look at this passage of Scripture and ask the question, okay, God, what do you want me to do about this today? Based on what you're teaching me through your word, what should I do about this today? And realistically, it just begins with this idea that concerning the times and the seasons, you have no need that we should write to you, it says in verse 1, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. You see, one of the challenges the church at Thessalonica had was that they were waiting for Christ to return, and for some of them, they became complacent and even a little lazy in their faith because they were, they were convinced that his return was imminent, that it was only days or months or weeks away, and so they had become a little complacent and a little lazy in their faith. And Paul is saying to them, stay on target, stay on target with your faith because yes, Christ is going to return, but no one really knows the day or hour of that return. And, and, and we know we can see some signs of it. You know, people are saying peace and safety. People are saying it's, everything's going to be okay, but, but it's in those moments when everything looks all right that we need to be thinking and considering, hey, this could be that time when Christ returns. This could be that moment of his coming. And, you know, just during the season with the coronavirus, I'm, 
I'm reminded of all of the people. It's amazing to see the doomsday theorists that are out there. It's amazing to hear the conspiracy theories that are out there. And now we're in that season where states and the government is talking about how do we reopen business? How do we reopen economies? Our church is right now uh, on, on Tuesday of this week. Actually, the day that this broadcast will air, we are going to get together as a staff specifically to ask the question, what is the best and safest way for us to reopen our regular activities? We, we long to be together and we just have this great desire to worship together and to be in fellowship around God's word together. And we want to do that in a way that keeps people healthy and safe. So what's the best way to do that? So we're even uh, discussing and debating what that looks like. But whether we're trying to decide when is it time to stay apart for our safety or when is it time for us to come together for our own safety and our own encouragement, regardless of what the decision is, we can be confident of this very thing, that we don't walk in the darkness as children of darkness, as believers in Jesus Christ, as people that God has raised and saved because of his great goodness to us through his son, Jesus Christ, we don't walk in darkness. We walk in the light. It says we're not just people of the light or people of darkness. We are, we are not of the darkness. Therefore, it says, verse 6, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and let us be sober. Let us be the ones who think and pray about these things who carefully consider what is the wise thing for us to do. And it says, as we consider the wise thing, verse 8, here's what we should do. But let us who are of the day, let us be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love. You know, a breastplate guards your heart. And I'm reminded of a verse in Proverbs that says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of its spring, the issues of life. It is the faith of God and his love for us that becomes the breastplate of our heart. And in Ephesians, it talks about the breastplate of righteousness, that it is God's faith and love that he places in us that secures his righteousness for us. And then it says, and as a helmet, put on the helmet, the hope of our salvation. You know, a helmet, it guards your head, it guards your mind, it guards the way you think. And as someone who is saved, as someone who has this certain assurance of eternal heaven face-to-face -face with Christ, that changes the way you think. We have an opportunity not simply to make smart decisions, but to make wise decisions. Not to stop at wise decisions, but to make godly decisions. Decisions that honor God and help people. Decisions that honor God and recognize that there is more to this life than this moment. And so while my decision may place me in a position of danger, it may place me in a position of trial or a position of trouble, if I'm honoring God in that decision, then, then I have made a decision that is a worthy decision. And sometimes the best decision I can make doesn't put me in a position of danger or in a position of trial or trouble. It's simply the decision that honors God and helps his people. And it is God's helmet, the helmet of salvation, that helps us with that. And then verse 9, for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, that whether we wake or asleep, we should live together with him. Whether we're living in a season of abundance or in a season of scarcity, whether we're living in a season of ease or a season of trouble, Jesus Christ died for us on the cross at Calvary, and now he lives for us. He has given his Holy Spirit to help us as our comforter, as our guide, and as the one who leads us into every right choice. 
and verse 11 caps it off again. It's the second time in two days we've seen this. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another just as you are doing. So I hope today you're comforted by these words, that Jesus Christ is with you, that he is for you, and he's given you his breastplate of faith and love. He's given you his helmet of salvation to help you know how to think and to feel in times of trouble. Right, let's pray this back to our Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the way you have given yourself for us. You've given us everything that we need for life and for godliness. And so I pray that today that we would not forget that. I'm so thankful for your breastplate of righteousness that guards our heart with your faith and with your love, that you guard our heart with all diligence because out of our heart spring the issues of life. Thank you for your helmet of salvation that, that transforms the way we think so that we're not simply thinking well-informed thoughts and we're not simply thinking intelligent thoughts or wise thoughts, but we are able to think in a way that, that is godly and a way that honors you and a way that helps others. And so I pray that today that these words, the words of your scripture and the words of this prayer, that, that, that they would bring comfort and peace to the people who listen, and that we in turn would bring comfort and peace to everyone we come in contact with today. Thank you so much, Father, for your son Jesus who died on the cross and rose from the dead so that we might be forgiven and for the way that forgiveness transforms everything about our lives. I pray that we would walk in that today. We love you, Father, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for listening today. I hope you'll hit the subscribe button so that you can catch future episodes. And you can also help us connect with other people by liking, commenting, or sharing this episode with a friend. Also, uh, we hope you'll join our partner podcast, A Follower of One. It's a great podcast and it's available everywhere podcasts are found. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the platform.